Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast, the number one Blue Jackets podcast in the world. Or so they say. Here are your hosts, Jordan, Kyle, Warren, and Tyler. Who wrote this, by the way? I think it's time to uh, change the intro. It is time, but you know, <laughs> it's time. The season just ended, so I feel it like we just kinda... ended. I will contact Greg Murray this off season uh, because we have four names in this intro. Which I mean, obviously they're all still a part of the artillery, but today is just me and you, Braden. It is just me, just me, not just you, just me and Boone, just me and you, just me and Boone. Not yeah, Boone. Not to be confused with Boone Jenner, but my new dog Boone, who I've not given a middle name yet. We'll figure that out. How about hey, like Boomer? Boone, you, Boone and Boomer? Boone, Boone, Boomer. Mills. Mills. <laughs> Boone, Boomer. I what do like you it. What do you think about that? <laughs> He's good. 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 Gr- great content. He's scared of the microphones. We whipped him he, out. He sniffed this one. That's progress. That's progress. When we first whipped him out, he's a 15-week-old lab puppy, lab golden mix. And, uh, yeah, this is his first ever time watching us do a podcast. But you don't want to hear about that. We're here to talk Blue Jackets. Like yeah, I back said, back to the initial point, we do got to change the intro at some point. We do. We do. I'll, t- I'll contact the voice of the Blue Jackets, Greg Murray, you know, the, uh, the guy who literally coined the Jackets on the Power Punch. Yeah, you know, when you, when you listen to this episode every single time, that intro pops in. That's that guy. That's Greg Murray. Icon. He's been the Blue Jackets VO or uh, voiceover or, or announcer, public address announcer since the beginning. But yeah, we got to uh, we got to get Braden's name in there because uh, you're no longer intern, Braden. No longer. Two we're, weeks ago, official. We're calling you by your real name now. No, remember Warren gave the terms and conditions of my um, to be determined X amount of years deal. I forget what it was. My, but I, the only term is that you guys can refer to me, and I must respond to. Little oh, baby boy, little baby boy, little baby boy, Braden. Like that. I'm all, I am all in favor of because I am significantly younger than all of you. Relax for a <laughs> second, okay? I wouldn't say significantly than all of us. Maybe some. Who's the some? We're not going to talk about it, okay? Okay. We're talking Boone, Boone, my new puppy Boone. Boone isn't even seven years old in dog years yet. That dude's like a that's year. That's what I'm saying. So you're significantly, you're significantly older. There you go. Yeah, that's what I guess that's what I meant. But regardless. Uh, yeah, it's, it's summertime. We got some things to talk about. We got a little show flow here. We're going to talk some blue jackets. Um, first one being, uh, we haven't talked about it cause we haven't done an episode in a couple yeah. weeks. I think the news broke almost a day or two after the last episode. No, it did. And we had already planned not to do a podcast the following week. So now we're back at it. But, uh, Damon Severson, 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 Severson. sorry. Again, I'm always bad with the names. Yeah, but I catch shit for Mark Dennis. Okay, well, that's just like Mark Denis, Mark Dennis. Like, that's just. There's like, an S in his name for a reason. Well, he, man, if he wanted it to be Mark Denis, it should have just been D E N I. Well, that's not how that works, I don't think. So. Yeah, Luis Severson. <laughs> Luis Severson? Luis, I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm thinking of a soccer player. Never mind. Somebody will know who I'm talking about. Oh, Damon Severson. There you go. Damon Severson. Uh, he signs with the Blue Jackets in a sign and trade. Kind of nobody really saw this one really coming. I don't think. Well, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't on anybody's radar. Well, I, I don't mean, think. He, he was going. Well, he was going to be on a lot of teams' radar. I mean, within our organization, nobody really Correct. saw 
it was kind of one of those Yarmo-esque moves that you just came out of the blue, but you were kind of like, damn, okay, how'd you pull that off? Because uh, Severson was going to be one of the most sought-after free agents and defensemen. I think he was, at the time when we signed him, he was the number one free agent defenseman on the market. I think he was almost the number one free agent on the market, period. Yeah, I, I know he was for sure the number one free agent defenseman. Yeah. But yeah, no, he was a guy that was going to very sought after played with the devils here this past season and the devils, you know, they made some strides significantly this year and, and Severson was a very integral part of, of that, of that team this past season. And yeah, the jackets somehow get this dude before even free agency starts to sign an eight year, $50 million contract. And, I mean, listen, the Jackets, they're bolstering up that blue line, baby. Yeah, I will say I think eight years is a little much. I get he's young. But I think in the last two, maybe three years of that contract, we may regret the length of it. But ultimately, we can trade him at some point later on down oh, the line. Yeah. In my opinion, like... But I do love the signing as of right now. Yeah, no, I... For the future of the team. I like the signing right now. I think it needed to happen. I think the Jackets absolutely needed to, needed to do something about that blue line because with the inexperience we had last year with you know players going up and down, up and down, and also players getting hurt all the time and pretty much having AHL-caliber guys on consistently. that blue consistently, we saw the results of what that brings to a team. So signing a guy like, like Severson and also adding Provorov, like, this is really benefiting the Blue Jackets, and I like the direction the team's going. And I think Yarmo, listen, Yarmo has to make big moves. He does. Uh, he has to make big the, moves. This season, I think, will be make or break for his job. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm, I'm implying. Like, it's, yeah. it's big moves for his job. Yeah, he's saving his, or not saving, he's trying his best to save his own ass right now. Because yeah. I think people are kind of starting to question, or. I think people have started, but I think yeah. essentially I this... Cer I certainly have. I think latter half of this season into this summer, I think people have more so been like, oh, he's on his fourth head coach? Uh, this is now his... Fifth? So we had... So let's talk about it. Todd Richards was his first head coach. Yeah. Then he hired uh, John Tortorella. Yeah, Torts. However, however uh, Richards was already here, so okay, but that, that wasn't really Yarmo's guy. Yeah, right? no, you're right. So I, I think you have you have the coach that you came in with and you fired that guy because that's not your guy. His first guy was John Tortorella. Mm -hmm. John Tortorella pretty much worked was out. He, was he a worked, good coach. He worked out. Good coach. Uh, I think he's going to be coming away as one, the winningest coach in Blue Jackets to this point. Um, and yeah. then they kind of, you know, they parted ways. He was never really fired. I think it was a, a mutual move to, to yeah, just part to ways. Just, and then he brought in Brad Larson, who we all have opinions of. And, and he got fired. That didn't pan out. And so now he's on. This uh, will be his good old Babcock. Te technically, this will be like his third coach. Yeah, his third, but total his third. Total but four. People have started questioning when. When do we quit harping the coaching staff and the team, and start looking a little bit higher up and looking at Yarmo in the front office? When do they? When do they start getting in a hot seat? Oh no, they absolutely I, should be in. A hot but seat. I don't think anybody's really taking notice of it until really this season. I've been preaching it for two years now. I know you have, but I'm saying like to mo like most people aren't necessarily... I would say the majority of Blue Jackets fans kind of like Yarmo because he's done some great things for this franchise. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, we have our first playoff series win under him, but also he's only been, he's been here going on 10 seasons and we only have one playoff series win, but we've also been in the playoffs a handful of times with him mm -hmm. as a general manager, which is great. But yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like 
we can't get past that first round. Um, if we get to the second round, we got bounced by Boston, like, and all of a sudden now after, you know, after the playoffs where we did get bounced by Boston, the team just takes a nosedive for the worst. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, all right, Yarmo, we, he's got to do something. And he, he's made a good couple steps already. In I'm this about offseason. to say right off the, right off the bat, I like the direction he's going. Cause I mean, the blue line's definitely an issue. Um, and I think now we're kind of making a turn to where it won't be that big of an issue come next season with, with Severson and now Provorov. Um, and also we're going to get Zach Rowinski back fully healthy, um, and that's a, that, that's a huge move. And, uh, yeah, so I, I like what I see, like the direction, like the bold moves that Yarmo's making. It's something that he has to do. Yeah. And uh, the only thing now, I think, is a center. Which I will say, I do love him bolstering the defense first. Yeah, I think if you look at our you goals, start from the back end. That's what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I, I was gonna say everybody's harping. Oh, we need a number one center. Yeah. This draft is so center heavy. Blah blah blah. I like him bolstering the blue line. Yeah, because I think it's a great problem to have. Where you see all the discourse all over Twitter is, what do we do with X, Y, and Z on our blue line now that we have Provorov and Severson and yeah. a healthy Z coming back? Like, what do you do with all these other guys? I think it's a great problem to have. It's a good problem because I mean. One thing I can take away from John Tortorella being the head coach, not to harp on the past, but he always stressed you can never have too many defensemen, right? Like, no. Like, once you get down the stretch, injuries are going to happen, and you got to have the next man up, the next guy to step in and fill that position, fill that role. And, you know, you, obviously you don't wish injuries to happen, on, on especially on, on, very, on your talented guys, and not to say other guys aren't talented, but ne- you can never have too many defensemen, but at the same time, because we do have a decent amount now, we have a plethora mm-hmm. that can open up more trade opportunity because I don't think that Yarmo is done at all. No, because not I even do, close. I do believe that a that we're going to get a center in a trade. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think that that is without question. Yarmo is going to make that happen, and we're going to talk about um, kind of that in a little bit. And also, I think a goaltender has got to be a topic of discussion. Yeah, I mean, I if think you are Yarmo. Yeah, I think goaltenders got it definitely on the radar. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I like I said back to my initial point. I love him loading up the blue line right now, starting from the back up. Yeah, and then yeah, working with. I that. like it, baby. I like it, and uh, you know, I like I like Provorov. He was in town today, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, uh, but speaking of other players that are you know getting signed here with jacket the jackets. This wasn't a trade or anything, but this just broke today on a Wednesday afternoon. Matthew Olivier has signed a two year. 1.1 mil AAV annual uh, average value contract. That one stands for, I think. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. The hockey. I I understand <laughs> how the hockey acronyms sometimes get lost on me. It's, I will say it's average annual value. A- average annual value. Okay. Correct contract. So he's getting 1.1 mil per season. Let's just call it that. Yeah. Uh, that's in that's his contract extension with the Columbus Blue Jackets. I personally love this deal. Uh, I liked what Matthew Olivier brought. I think you have to come in with an expectation of kind of what he can provide and what his what his role is. And that role is a fourth liner. That role is yeah. a a you know dirty minutes. He will you know he'll get. He's not a he's a guy that will give you a cup a handful of goals a year, but he's also a guy that can bring him some physicality yeah. to a team to a roster, which I desperately love. And I I absolutely I loved what. What Olivier brought in last year. Yeah. I love this. I love the extension. I know there was probably a three, four week span, maybe, or I would say three, where we talked about him every episode just because he was a spark plug on the oh, ice. Oh, yeah, he is. That dude would get in fights 
it almost seemed like sometimes for the sake of getting in fights to maybe stir something up oh, yeah. on no, the bench. Like, when we kind of hit that big rut in the middle of the season yeah. where we were just game after game. I mean, but it, he really he really would drop the gloves whenever he needed, whether it was, uh, I think there was an instance, I can't remember who it was, there was a somewhat dirty hit, and he dropped the gloves immediately yeah. on the next uh, face-off. Yeah, no, he's a guy that will come to the defense of his teammates, which in years past, the Jackets have struggled to kind of find that player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that like his sole purpose is a fighter, because he's no, not that. he's player. not a fighter. He definitely lost his fair share of his fights. He, yeah, I remember, but, you know, good, respectable battles. Yeah. But like I said, he's not, his, his role is not the fighter, but his role is kind of, because the kind of the enforcer role is, you know, going away in hockey, but yeah. he kind of still has that mentality of like, if you fuck with my teammates, I'm going to fuck with you. Oh yeah. And that's what I respect out of Matthew Olivier. And that's why I like this deal because it's honestly, it's not that much a year. No, it's and, not. And you know, I think, I think the value is there and I think Matthew Olivier knows that. Um, but yeah, 1.1 mil per season, uh, in, or, you know, the AAV, and I, I like the deal. I love I love Olivier. What I, lo- can I, say? I love the, I love the How extension. How many times did I say I love Olivier in that in that whole conversation? Like 30? Oh, uh, that's an overshoot, but... I don't know. You know, I you did say it a fair share. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do love the signing. I think he, great, he brings a great physical presence to a team that's more skill, puck-based, I guess. A smaller size team in the league. Yeah. I think he brings a good, good presence on the ice. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so old former CBJ head coach Ken Hitchcock. We love we love coaches with the last name Cock. I was going to say that, and I knew exactly where you were going with that. I know there's only two, but it's weird that it's happened twice. <laughs> it's weird that it's happened twice. Although the you know Babcock has not officially been announced, but you know we yeah, talked about we that all, last podcast. What is it? We're we're basically counting on the days yeah, at this point. We're right? waiting till July. That's when it's going to be announced. So what we got? Yeah, about ten days. Yeah. So it, yeah, it'll be announced there. But I say like we do like a, a coach with the we love a, a coach with a cack. We love a coach with the cack, and and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because I think all of our coach. Well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. But anyways, uh, former CBJ head coach Ken Hitchcock has been elected to the uh, Hall of Fame. He's the first former CBJ coach to be elected to the Hall of Fame. That's cool. Um, I will say this. There's one former CBJ player currently in the Hall of Fame. Do you know who it is? Oh, is it an older player? It has to be, right? I'm not going to say. You just got to. It's not Mark Dennis. <laughs> Mark Denis, excuse me. <laughs> um, no. Uh, what was it? It, it? I would imagine it probably have to be a guy that was playing before I can really remember going to games. I will say, um, I'll give you a hint. He uh, he did not make his name in Columbus. He's made it made his name in another city, and he just kind of on the back end of the, back end of his of his career, he came here. Oh, when when was he in Columbus? Uh, I had to have been two thousand four, five, six. Yeah, I'm telling there. you, I don't think I'm gonna. You know the name, the hyphenator. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, I, I that's that's before I think I can really remember going to games. Give you a hint. He made his name in Detroit. Mm, mm. Legend in Detroit. Legend? Yes. Oh, I'm going to feel like a piece of shit when I don't know this. Yeah, I think you're going to have to give it to me. Sergei Fedorov. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that tracks. It tracks. Oh, no, it definitely Like tracks. I said, well, 04 to, oh, I would say 04 to 07, uh, 06, 07 is 
probably when I started going to games. I know, but you're I, a little baby boy. Yeah, like I said, significantly younger. Yeah. Okay. Again, relax with the significant. But still, yeah. Back to back to the old <laughs> Hitchcock. Yeah, back to old Hitchcock. So his uh, yeah his record with the CBJ was one twenty five, one twenty three and thirty five. So very respectable record. He also kind of came into a crap situation and kind of formed us into more of a respectable team within the yeah. league because I mean he was those, the, those he, early years were very bad. brutal. Yeah, and he was kind of the first coach that oh. like said, you know what? Was he, he took us to our first playoff run? Did he? He did. Yeah. So it was Detroit. I was at that. I was at that series, first ever home playoff game. In the words of the uh, the hockey dudes who uh, uh, we're very good friends with, uh, we got sweeped, sweeped, not swept, sweeped. We got sweeped <laughs> by the yeah. old Detroit Red Wings. But that was our first ever playoff appearance in franchise history, and Ken Hitchcock was the head coach there. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, a very good coach. His overall NHL record outstanding, eight forty nine. 534 and 88. So Jesus over. Fuck. How long was he a coach? <laughs> a long ass time. Long ass time. Sorry, Dad, for that swear. That was a bad one. <laughs> Pastor Matt, we're sorry. Yeah. But oh my word, that's a lot of games. A lot of games. A lot of games. I mean, there's 82 games in a season. Yeah, so but. I mean, the, but like, I mean then. <laughs> you got to think. Yeah, dude, that's. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of games. That's a lot of a lot games. A lot of games. Also, a guy that, you know, you can tell likes a good steak. You know, very, very, uh, how can you tell kind of round? <laughs> like it's, it's funny. Like when you but see like him, when you, <laughs> I don't want to go down this road. You're saying like when you see him like on skates during practice, you're like, mm, I don't know how that's working, but it is. It's a big boy. That's all I mean, I'm saying. You don't have to be nimble on the skates. Well, yeah. If you're coaching, you can just like kind of like, you know, do your thing. But, but why would your first instinct be that guy loves a good steak? I'm just saying he likes probably a good hearty meal. Okay. Yeah. See, that would have been the sentence. That's what I'm. That's what I meant. Yeah. All right. But yeah, yeah he probably does love a good. I don't know who doesn't like a good steak. Well, true. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, he probably likes some, maybe a handful of sides, some potato salad. You know, fifty-five burgers, fifty-five fries, fifty-five tacos. <laughs> he, he's just. But all, all in all, though, very respectable in NHL coaching uh, uh, by old Ken Hitchcock. So very well deserved to be elected into the NHL or just the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, you love to see it. And maybe we'll have another head coach with the last name. Another cock in the Hall of Fame. Another cock here in the Hall of Fame once Babcock comes in and we win a Stanley Cup. I can't wait. I'm calling it right now. Way too early predictions. Just, you know what? We're making the Stanley Cup final. What year? Next year. Oh, God. (laughs) Don't. don't. With a cock behind the wheel, how can we lose, you know? You know, you're not. That's. That's some pretty damn Words to live by. Words to live by, you know? You heard it here first from Braden. You have a cock behind the wheel. How can you lose? You know, <laughs> how can you lose? Uh, all right, moving on. I forgot. I have my swoop thing. Hold on. <laughs> Shit. i Oh my god. Hold on. Don't talk. There it is. There you go. I got to go back and post and put the red. No, I can't. It's too late. Yeah, you're okay. All right. Next segment. Ready? Okay. It's summertime. I just, you know, I'm I'm a little rusty on the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll blame it on that. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew Peak. Obviously, a Blue Jacket player, defenseman as well. He is uh, generating some trade talk within the league and or around the league, and I'm I'm kind of receptive to it. Like I like I like what Peak has brought to the team in recent years. I think that he's become a very um, you know physical presence on the blue line. But I will say, 
And listen, I know last season was a horrid season for everybody. Last season, uh, all around, just bad. He played 80 games, so like it's a guy, it's a player, a guy that we can you know rely on in terms of being maybe healthy. Mm-hmm. But here's the downside to peak last season: he has six goals, seven assists. Which, as a defenseman, you don't really look too much into you know the offensive stats. I mean, there are some certain defensemen that yeah. can, can provide you know. High offensive numbers like a Zach Ruinsky, Provorov. You know, he puts up pretty decent numbers. So does uh, Severson. But um, that's not... Severson. Severson, sorry. Uh, but that's not really, the you know, the whole thing when it comes to defensive players. But my takeaway from this season, and I'm not an analytical guy. I don't look into the Corsi stats. I don't look into all that bullshit. I do look into this. Minus 41. Is that career or last year? Last year. Fuck, our whole roster was minus. <laughs> no, like, you're, not, you're not wrong. The whole roster was. I think uh, you got to take that into account yeah. a little bit. Like I, but I will yeah. say that I think he is, Peak is a good enough player, at least from what I've seen, um, to, to garner the interest from other teams around the league. And I guess my question would be, with the additions of a Provorov and a, and a Severson, and, you know, would, would Peak be a guy that you'd be... Would you think that he is expendable? Yeah, I, in the off season, I, I definitely think he is, especially with the additions we've already made with two really solid defensemen that both can produce offensively, but their game is still backline first. Um, I think Peak is definitely an expendable guy, especially. I get, I want to say he's younger, isn't he? He's got to be what? Oh uh, yeah, he's like mid twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say he's yeah. younger, but I mean, we also yeah. have younger guys coming up. That I think have more upside than he does. Yeah. So I I would say he's definitely on the expendable side of trade talks. Trying but to, I but I don't to pull up the uh, the plus minus from last season for everybody. Oh my word! Yeah, for everybody because his can't be. I think Branson had the worst one. Eh, we'll see. Let's go. Okay. Blue Jacket. Because well, what's peak? Peak was um, is he a second pairing? Uh, he flirted with the first line pairing handful yeah. times. Yeah, so I mean, he's a guy that we ran out there early and we trusted. Like you said, he he stays healthy in a season where it seemed like our entire roster liked getting hurt. Right. Um, all right. So all right, for perspective, right? Granted, this is an offensive player, but Johnny Gaudreau, arguably the best player on the team. Can what do you think his minus was? Oh, minus. Mm. He had a lot of minutes towards the back end of the season. So hold on. I'll say I'm gonna. I I think it's worse than what I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna stay safe and say he's like a minus thirty seven. Thirty three. Oh yeah. all right. Minus thirty three. So yeah. Um so yeah, let's go defensive players here. Um trying to pull them. They're all just a lumped together. Blankenberg defense, minus sixteen. Oh, but he was hurt a lot. Peak four minus forty one. Peak minus 41 through 80 games. Blankenberg played, what, True. 55 maybe? That's valid. See if you that, can find another defenseman that had more more than like 65, 70 games played. Um, <laughs> This is a problem. There's none. All right. Um, Peak has, he, hold on, let me do this. 80 games played. Uh, Peak, so G- Gaudreau and Peak, they had they played the most games of anybody. Really? Oh, both, wow. Both, That's a sleeper. You and Both with 80. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and the results show. I mean, one's minus right, so Blank- one. Blankenberg played what? How many games? <laughs> Blankenberg. Oh, shit. I got to scroll down because it is. The blanks. Uh, 36. 36 games. 36. Oh. Yeah. That, that His minus little. can't be that bad. What? It's that bad. It, Zach Marinsky was only in minus six. 
He got hurt early in the evening. I know. That was a joke. Games. That was a joke. He played 13 games. Um, 13 games. He's Blankenberg played 36 games. He said it's not good for 36 games. Huh? He said Blankenberg's minus isn't good. Plus minus is not good. No, I told you. I already told you. You just told me Z's. You didn't tell me blanks. Minus 16. Oh, oh yeah. See, I... Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he can really relate it to anybody because nobody necessarily played the amount of games on the blue line. All right, so Gabranson. Gabranson on the blue uh. line. <laughs> on the blue line. Uh, there's no way he he didn't get hurt at all this year, did he? Uh, Gabranson. He played seventy games this year. Okay, so I'm gonna go, go minus. I'm gonna go minus thirty four. Twenty four. Really? I would say Andrew Peak has the worst plus minus on okay. the team. Never last mind. Season. Yeah. But still, I think he has a lot of upside. I think he's a good expendable guy that we could get decent decent return for. Yeah. Minus no. forty one. Hey, if there's interest, I mean I'm I'm there for it. What if those ten games were games that we lost by like six goals though? Yeah. Mega Branson didn't he's play. A, he Peak is a career minus fifty eight. In 195 games, again, he's a defenseman, so you really can't take the offensive stats. Like, it's not because like, plus minus not, is just the differential between how many goals are scored when you're on ice versus how many goals are given up. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. For those that didn't know, I yeah. definitely knew. Oh, um, yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 195 games played in the National Hockey League, peak nine goals, 25 assists, 34 total points, career plus 50 or minus 58. Yeah, that's not um, great. So, I mean, like, so if there is interest, like, there are certain aspects of Peak's game that I do like and respect. He is also a guy that defensively, you know, I think uh, he'll come to the defense of his players, of his teammates. Yeah. But is his game what this, what is his overall game, what's something the Jackets want to, um, you know, utilize moving forward? I don't know. And if there is interest around the league, I'm open to it because with the addition of a Provorov and a, and a Severson, Severson, I, I'm okay with expending a couple of these guys that because, you know, there's a handful of guys that are coming out of camp that we're probably not going to utilize moving forward. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm open to it. I, like I said, I, I think he's expendable. I'm very open to trading him depending on what we get in return. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Ready? I, I'm going to do it now. Boom. <laughs> Back to it, baby. See why. Uh, all right. So, speaking of trades, this one we'll just talk, kind of talk about because, listen, like, when it comes to centers, obviously the Jackets need a number one center. And, hey, listen. Cole Sillinger broke up with Tate McKay. What's McCray. Her name? McCray. Tate McCray. Sorry. She's a beautiful angel. I'm old. I don't know how to say these people's names. Beautiful angel. Tate McCray. See okay? what? What is she, a pop star? Yeah, pop singer. She was like, got viral on TikTok. Yeah. I actually, I think I just woke up one day and I started hearing her name, but I would imagine yeah. in this day and age she probably blew up on I TikTok. I think it was TikTok. And great all, singer, by the way, go check her out if yeah. you haven't. All I'm saying is, and you know, you know, uh, Kyle mentioned it many times last last year, before last season. I think maybe Warren did too. Uh, that 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 relationship was going to be a distraction to Cole Sillinger and 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 this season. And what did we see last season? He sucked. He sucked. I mean, you can't. I know you love. I love Cole Sillinger. I love Cole, but he sucked. But it, and it, I and. I also chalk it up for playing time and Coach Larson not knowing what the fuck he was doing, but he also sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Coming off of a rookie season that was fantastic. Yeah. I will say, what was it? Rookie season, kid's young. He's what, 20 now maybe? Maybe. 
Yeah, like definitely. I would think it's, a, but you got to think. You remember what dating was like when you were twenty? Sure, nineteen twenty. Sure. It was every, it was fucking everything. Yeah, it was like so. I mean, I think it was definitely. But also, dis- I wasn't dating like a a a, a worldwide superstar. Yeah, but still. What the fuck is going on? Distraction. That's all. That's what no, I'm saying, right? But yeah. So I, I don't think he's a number one center. Not even close. I'm not implying that. Uh, but what I am saying is like, so recently they broke up, right? I don't know who broke up with whom, but you see Tate McRae wearing a, uh, what, what, was, what shirt was she wearing on Instagram? It had something to do. Let me check. It had something to do. It said like. It had something to do along the lines of like. Oh, she was throwing shade at Cole. I don't know if it was necessarily. We, again, uh, like. Uh, let me find it. Oh, she's already. She's right. Boone, your ass stinks. <laughs> Relax. Uh, no boyfriend, no problem. No boyfriend, no problem. So on Instagram, Tate McRae. Posts- hey, Cole Sillinger still follows her, though. Interesting. So does Jack Roslevic. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's <laughs> where the issue came. Yeah, good. Roslevic, <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> God. Maybe that's where the uh, the drama came. Maybe Roslevic swooped in there. Huh? No. Should we like TMZ this and like start some drama? <laughs> yeah, just start rumors. <laughs> no, if anybody in their right mind, I was tweaking for a second looking at the mutual followers. I was like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. I'm on the artillery account. Oh, okay. Corrali sense. follows her. All right. All right. So all I right. think, you know, he probably just brought her around the boys. <laughs> and the boys had the, good boy, talk. the boys. The boys were like, "Yeah, she's a great gal. Great. I'm sure she's a great gal." And, but yeah, either know, way, it seems like they did break up. And so I guess my point and was the, the blue, the yeah, blue jacket. Go. The blue jackets posted Cole Sillinger in the wor- gym he, working out. He looks yes. as swole as I've ever seen him. Yes, the dude looked jacked. He's like on he, the what is it? Like he's on the revenge tour. Like that, yeah, that bat that uh, TikTok meme. He's on the he's on the Batman the Batman tour, Batman revenge tour. Yeah, dude. Like he's like fuck this. I don't want to be in the AHL again. I'm coming out guns a blazing. I just broke up with uh, with my girl. Here we go. Shit's about to go down. I'm about to bust out with 30 goals this year. Bold prediction. Not number one center, but. I guess back to the conversation. What were we talking about? Where was the... Where was the <laughs> where, yeah, where are we? Okay, so oh, Trey, yeah, yeah. We needed a number one center. <laughs> number one center. I got completely sidetracked. Uh, Tay McRae will do that too. I, right. I do think that Cole Sillinger will have a good bounce back year. Not number one center worthy, but the rumors that were linked to Columbus um, for a handful of months now was Kevin Hayes from the Flyers. Somehow the Flyers and Jackets working out a trade, which they've done many times before. Bobrovsky, Atkinson, a handful of others. Also, fucking, what's his name just now? Uh, Provorov. Um, yeah. So the Jackets and Flyers have a very healthy working relationship in terms of doing trades together. And Kevin Hayes, you know, is he a true number one center right now? I, I mean, he has he's had some great years, no, no doubt. I would say that if he did come in, into this team, he would probably be our number one guy to start off, and we'd probably see where things would go. But according to multiple uh, um, reports, Hayes has, in the in Columbus, I guess, have uh, kind of gone away from each other in terms of interest. And also something interesting that I kind of take away from that is it came out recently, I think like two days ago, that Kevin Hayes and John Tortorella now have a fractured relationship uh, within the Flyers organization, which, you know. Within, John, yeah, I was trying to figure out the wording. Does that mean they themselves have they a, themselves have a fractured relationship? Between each other, okay. And I wonder, because now the Jackets seem to not have any interest towards Hayes, does... You think Torts is in their ear? 
Do you, uh, do you think that because Tortorella is a very, you know, we, he was here with Columbus for five years, do you think Tortorella, maybe Yarmo called up Torts and says, hey, what's your thoughts on on Hayes? Can, do you think we should bring him in? And all of a sudden the Jackets don't show any interest. So Yeah, I definitely. That's, that's, that's interesting, right? Yeah, that's very interesting. I think, because like you said earlier, it very much Tortorella and, excuse me, Tortorella and the Jackets, it seems very apparent in the recent years, too, that they left each other on very good terms. Yeah. So I think Yarmo values Tort's opinions, and I think Tort's so, sure. vice versa. Like, So I definitely think there was some form of conversation there in the sense of uh, Tort's telling Yarmo and the Jackets, I'm not sure this guy's a great fit for what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, or, you know, Tort's is not one to mince words. No. Uh, <laughs> we, we we know that very well. Uh, it could be some along the lines of yeah, don't fucking you don't want this guy. Yeah, like so I definitely think there was some insight there from Torts to Yarmo. And like, listen, that's <clears throat> we obviously know that Tortorella has a past with players. Like we know that. Um, we know that he has um, even like before he came to Columbus, him and Dubinsky were not on talking terms. Dubinsky hated Tortorella, mm-hmm. and Tortorella came in, coached Dubinsky for a handful of years, and also. Uh, by the time Tortorella left, Dubinsky was almost trashing him on the on the way out. <laughs> like it was like so. Like there's no it's no secret that Tortorella uh, and 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 players, especially you know higher caliber stars type players, have issue with Tortorella and his coaching style and his methods. And and sometimes it just doesn't work for some of those guys, and those guys get shipped out of town. And Tortorella is the Flyers' head coach, and I would not. I don't have any inside information. I'm just speculating here, but the fact that the Jackets were the one of the main teams linked to a guy yeah, like Kevin Hayes. Yeah, I was Hayes, speculating as well. Yeah, we all are. I mean, but like, but like the linkage was there. Yeah, no, like, it was very odd. Like there. it had been reported that there was. Yeah, but very many you know credible sources. But now, like this just broke that Kevin Hayes and John Tortorella have a fractured relationship, and all of a sudden now from Elliot Friedman on Thirty Two Thoughts, Columbus could be going in a different direction away from Kevin Hayes and they're looking at different centers um, in the league. And I, I would not be shocked if the two, you know, coexisted together in terms of maybe Yarmo or JD contacting Tortorella. Yeah. So that's just kind of where we are. There well, yeah. That. Again, still in search of that number one center. Yeah. It's going to be Cole Sillinger in like two years. I'm telling you boys. He needs to have a good year next year. He's, he's going to have a bounce back year. I hope he does. And I think he will. I think, yeah, I think he will. But yeah. If you have not seen the pictures of Cole in that gym. He does look jacked. He looks jacked. Makes me feel very self-conscious. Right, me too. Like that fucking 20-year-old. <laughs> well, he's going at it, you know? Good for him, man. I guess, like, you know, when he do, when you don't have a 9-to-5 and you can just go to the gym all the time. Yeah, that's also a right? great like, point. You know, all right, cool, you're good in the offseason. You can do whatever the hell yeah. you want. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, he did look good in those pictures. But, yeah, we'll see. We but, shall see. All right. Moving on. So, uh, Provorov is officially in town in Columbus. You'd love to see it. Um, he stopped by today, did some media, and uh, did some interviews with Bobby Mack, all the press corps here in Columbus, all three of them. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bad – was that a bad – that was just a bad joke maybe. What did you say? I said they, he came in town and did a, a, a you know a, a interview with the Columbus press corps, all three of them. 
I was like, I thought you did like a like a bit or like a play on words. I was like, I missed it. No, 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 no. You know, you had your Clay Hall. You had you know the Jackets Insider and maybe the Dispatch there. But you know, hey, it's the off. It's summertime. You know, yeah. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> out doing their summer things. <laughs> he, he, he probably walked into that press junket like, where the fuck is everybody? I'm coming from Philly and like there's nobody here. But there are uh, more people than I think you think were there. Yeah, probably. You yeah. sure about that? I'm sure about that. You sure about that? That's Maybe. why. I don't know. But anyways, Provorov, he's in town. Uh, did an interview with a handful of people. Uh, he wanted to stop by the rink, see the city, and meet everybody. Everybody, which includes John Davidson, Yarmo Kekalainen. Uh, maybe maybe Mike Babcock was, you know, there randomly, and we just don't know. I feel like if Mike was in Columbus, <laughs> we we would have heard about it. If we if we heard the old cock was in Columbus, we would have heard about know. it. As soon as he gets hired, you know we're going to make a T-shirt that says something about a cock. Yeah, the old cack. We just got to like have like a, a a clever play on words to where it's not like super obvious. I'll get in the lab. All right, get in the lab because you know you got your young mind over there. I'll get in the lab. I'll start cooking something up. Yeah, I mean, bap cock BJ's. Um, we got a plethora of dick and ball jokes at our plethora. disposal. Too bad Tortorello's not like the head coach anymore because he would always like in press conferences he would always be like, "Oh, that that guy's got some balls out there, got some balls on the ice." <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, Provorov in town. Ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Provorov in town. <laughs> that was pretty much it. There was really nothing to take away from the interview. He did. What was he? He uh, just did. A, yeah, he did an interview. Yeah, like he. Uh, yeah, he <clears throat> quoted was saying, "I was ex- I'm ex- I was excited to join Columbus and be a part of this team and the organization." Uh, he found out he was traded while he was in Hawaii. Oahu, um, Oahu, specifically. Oahu, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Oahu to Columbus. Leaving uh, the shithole for paradise, baby. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's the way it came out. Uh-huh. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he seemed super receptive to Columbus. He seemed very excited to be here. He seemed... He said... Um, I saw some smiles. Yeah, there were some smiles. I he saw some smiles. He, well, like, yeah, he seemed very... He didn't like. He didn't seem like he was fronting or faking anything. He seemed like he was very legitimately happy to be in Columbus. And yeah. like, I know he's still somewhat of a hot topic. I'm not beating a dead horse. I think we all said our piece two weeks ago. We need to leave it at that. But I, I'm excited that he's happy to be here. You don't yeah. hear that much from players. Obviously, they're not going to shit talk the team they get traded to off yeah. rip. Yeah. But he seemed pretty genuine in that conversation, and he, I think he's a guy that can help the team. Yeah, that's all I'm here for, baby. Yeah, I think you need to separate. I think you need to separate it. Hockey from 100%. hockey from the beliefs, because I mean, but still, like listen, I said, listen, he, we, I, I wasn't trying to delve back into it. Like I said, we're, there's no need to beat a dead horse. Yeah, but he, I'm glad, I'm happy that he seemed genuinely happy to be in Columbus. Seemed excited. Talked about the roster a little bit. Said there was a lot of talent that he's excited to get to play with. Um. So yeah, uh, that's that's really it. He just seems excited to be in Columbus, and I think that is something that needs to be appreciated from most players that are excited to come to yep. Columbus. Cause most people don't really, all you hear about is the shit talking about the Columbus market. So if Under, a guy, for a guy to say he's excited to be in Columbus, I think that's a good sign for us. For sure. Underrated city. Now, and that'll take that to my grave, baby. Underrated city. Underrated. But yeah, uh, no, he's Ohio uh, underrated state. Oh, big time. Big time. I think most shit on state across <laughs> all social media. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I think so too. That in Florida, right? No, Florida deserves the shit. No, gets. Florida does this. every no. every week. Hey, fuck every yeah. day. Florida man. Yeah, no, no, no. no. He stabs yeah. a woman with a knife over two cheeseburgers. Florida does First, deserve. Stabs a woman with a squirrel over yeah. two cheeseburgers. That's the headline <laughs> I saw. Yeah. 
Florida, Florida deserves it. Florida man, if it ever if you ever go on Google, oh, you look up your birthday, Florida yes. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to Let's say. Do that. No, seriously, look up Florida. Like type in Google Florida man, and then your actual birthday, and you will see some outrageous headline of something happening in Florida. I'm so, doing it right now. So Tampa Bay and the the Panthers, y'all are trash down there. Florida man, April 29th. Ah, shit, my iPhone got hacked. It was a burner website. Oh, okay. Well, damn. Either um, way. Hey, Florida lottery numbers for April 29th, 2000. <laughs> well, I'm going back in time. It's a little too late for that. Fuck. Uh, Let me but, take the year out of it, but you keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was going to say, like, with Provorov, one thing he did say was, like, you know, obviously he had, didn't have any ill will towards Philly or anything like that, but he he was excited to come to a team um, that, you know, because Philly is going into a full-on rebuild at this point, I feel like. There's just... Um, I, and I feel like they're a handful of years away, but I, he seemed to be pretty excited about the offensive weapons that are here with a guy like, you know, Gaudreau and Line. Um, also with the emergence of a Kent Johnson um, and also Marchenko coming out the out the gate. Yeah, hot. and I think he um, mentioned maybe playing or knowing Marchenko previously. Uh, he knows he knew Gavrikov. No, previously. but I'm pretty sure he talked about Marchenko oh, as he? well later in the interview. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, he seemed, pat, I mean, I sh- I'm, Pretty confident he's probably going to be up there with uh, Zach Rowinski. And I mean, that's the, you know, you got a handful of all stars there. So I think he was pretty, pretty pumped up to come to a city like this and uh, with, uh, with the talent that is on this roster. Because listen, at the end of the day, this team is not as bad as what was on paper, well, as bad as what happened last season. Injuries happened and a lot of bullshit happened. And I think that, uh, I mean, Yarmo's been preaching it like, listen, we're here to win this year. And he's he's making the moves to make that happen, mm-hmm. and it was good to see Provorov just you know come from Hawaii to Columbus, and like he wanted to see the rink, the city, and uh, he had nothing but high praises to uh, to say about that. So yeah, that was cool to see. It was, like I said, it's very cool to see a player say oh say they're happy to be in Columbus. But back to Florida, man. Uh, April 29th, two thousand. Okay. My birthday. Your birthday. Florida man arrested for calling nine one one for booze and ice cream. What's well? What I was wrong with that? He called them the first time and offered them twenty dollars to go get him some alcohol. <laughs> when they declined and left, he called them ten minutes later a second time and asked them to go get ice cream out of his freezer because he physically could not get out of his chair. Well, maybe he was having a lot of drinks. Florida man. Florida man. But yeah, no, like I said, Florida deserves all right, all the All right, here we go. Kids. Ready? Ready? Uh, June 6th, my <clears throat> birthday. Um, Florida man 1944. charged. 1944. Relax. Uh, Florida man charged on June 6th. Uh, hold on. Let me, uh, of 2019. Florida man charged with pouring ketchup on his girlfriend. What did she do? Like, let's, let's that ask That should not be the first question you well, asked, Jordan. what did she do? Are you victim blaming? I'm just saying ketchup's not that bad. Maybe she likes ketchup. And but why would he get charged for it? I don't know. That shouldn't be the first question you ask. Come on. We're better than that. We are better. Than, I'm just saying, though, like, maybe she, like, has a ketchup fetish. Why did he feel the need to pour ketchup on her? That we, should be the question you ask. We could also ask. ask that, too. We just don't know the, the story. I don't want to click the link. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. All right. Well, we'll get to the bottom of it soon. But, yeah. Off air. Off air. All right. Moving on. Uh, briefly. Nothing crazy. Uh, the NHL draft, not to be confused with a giraffe. I don't uh, think anybody got confused. Well, you never know. You never know there, Braden. Uh, it's coming up here, uh, what, <clears throat> next week, right? 
Is it next Thursday? Are we going to the draft party? There's next Wednesday. Yeah, I believe we are. We're going. I believe all of us will be there. Where's all five it at? of us. Pins Easton? Pin I believe it's Pins and Easton. Because I initially thought it was going to be Pins Columbus. I'm like, Pins Columbus is way too fucking small. Listen, listen. Pins right. at Easton. Pins at Easton. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you don't go for the actual enjoyment of watching the draft, come and say hi to us. Come look, come come say hi. Come, say come hi. have a drink or two. I'll I do think, a shot. I'm I Ubering. Think, I think all five of us are going. Yeah, I think all five of us will be there. So we're going to have ourselves a good old <clears throat> time. I believe it is next Wednesday. It is because it's the 28th, which makes... It's next Wednesday. Wednesday. I have to say that out loud in my head every time every I spell Wednesday. Every we- time <laughs> I spell it. Wednesday. 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 But yeah, no, next Wednesday, June 28th, I believe it starts at 6 p.m. It uh, pins in Easton. Yes, it was there last last time, I think. <laughs> but yeah, it's worth coming out to. It's a great time. Uh, we're all going to be there. Uh, we're not doing a podcast or anything. We're just going to get hammered, probably. I'm going to get shit fuck piss hammered. You'll love to hear it. You I, don't know. Know. I don't know shit about fuck. You don't know shit about fuck, but here we go. So yeah, It will be a great day. Uh, great night. Hope to see you there. You love, Yeah, we'll love to see you there. But So let's talk about the draft for a second. So according to BetMGM, which if you are a degenerate gambler like myself. Bet Metro Goldwyn Major Studios. Don't know what that is. Oh, is that what it actually stands for? MGM MGM's is a studio with the intro of the line that goes, Rawr! Well, I know that, but I didn't know that that's what it stood for. It's Metro Goldwyn something. But anyway, keep going. Okay, so a bunch of Jewish people. Dude. Goldman? Goldwyn, you racist. Oh, I'm not a racist. <laughs> a lot of the big like people in Hollywood, like the, the agents and everything, they're all Jewish. Yeah, but, yeah okay. Uh, yeah, bet MGM. Leo Carlson. <laughs> I'm, not, to go like, third. I'm not shitting on no, them. I know you're not, but he's just, just funny. The, thought, the fact thought, that that's where your mind went is what killed me. I thought you said Goldman when, like, to me, that didn't... What, okay. What do you Neither think, here bro? nor there. Uh, sorry, so according to BetMGM, which again, like if you're a gambler like me, especially now the sports books are legal in Ohio, uh, you know, you look at these odds and you you take them, you take them, uh, you take them. Uh, you throw money on them or you don't. Yeah, you throw some money on them. So about to throw down. You just throw some money on uh, the old Reds. Yeah, the Winston Reds. We'll talk about them once we've run out of things to talk about with hockey. But <laughs> yeah, Winston Reds, 11-game win streak, placed a future on them. To win the World Series, plus twelve thousand odds. Go one hundred twenty thousand. One hundred to win one twenty. Would you one hundred twenty thousand? Give me like a thousand dollars. I'd give Boone a thousand dollars for sure. So that would go to me. No, it'd go to Boone. Put All it right. in his college fund account. Again, my dog, not Boone Jenner. Put it, yeah, put it in his college account. Let's reiterate that. Uh, I'm gonna fight you. But yeah, no. The, <laughs> okay. I did place a futures bet on the good old Cincinnati Reds. But yeah, that's funny. You guys are like copying the Windians. You can't say that because it's the Guardians. All right. Well, it's neither here nor there either. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, so according to BetMGM, Leo Carlson is the favorite to go third overall in the NHL draft. Uh, Carlson, center, shoots left, 18-year-old Swedish uh, stud. Uh, he's a big boy too, isn't he? Or is it Will Smith boy. that I'm thinking of? He's a big boy. He's like 198, which I do like that. I like the he's size. A big boy. I like the size. And obviously, the Jackets have the third overall pick in the uh, NHL draft here this upcoming season. So the odds say from, you know, very credible uh, sports book that he is the guy that will probably be selected third overall. Yeah, Vegas uh, knows. He is a minus 175. Will Smith coming in at plus 225. Uh, Michov? 
Michov, Michov, which is one of Kyle's favorites, coming in at plus five five zero, and then Adam Fantilli at plus eight hundred, which means Adam Fantilli is probably going to go number two. But there are slight, there are murmurings. murmurings, there are murmurings of Fantilli possibly dropping to three, which I would be completely fine with. I like Fantilli, I, I, dude. I'm telling you, I am genuinely okay. I know everybody wants fucking Bedard. Well, that's not going to happen. I don't know what's so good about him, but <laughs> he's um, five nine. He's a little little boy. Yeah, stupid hair. Uh, <laughs> got big old quads, big old thighs. Well, yeah, I feel like you have to on skates. Mm-hmm. But after Bedard, I am genuinely okay. Like I know each player has their pros and cons. I am genuinely okay with the next four picks after Bedard going yeah. at third. Yeah. Like I'm everybody that I'm seeing on this list, I am genuinely okay with if we draft. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I obviously I want Fantilli or Carlson. Yeah. But I would be okay with a Will Smith or a Michov as well. Yeah. No. I I I think uh, I desperately want a fan, I want Fantilli to fall one. I I just realistic I just realistically don't see him falling. I because he's a center. I've seen some crazy shits in some NHL drafts and he's in, just, in drafts in general. Yeah, I've well, seen, you well, gotta think. Listen, what's what's Zegers? Is Zegers Zegers is a winger, right? Yeah, yeah. So I they want somebody to pair with him. Yeah, no, that's uh, eh, yeah, maybe, maybe. I I'm thinking they're gonna take Fantilli. I I realistically don't see Fantilli dropping to third, but if he does, and Yarmo doesn't take him, I'm a five star. His little bald head. <laughs> Yarmo will take him. Trust me. And uh, and also on a recent interview, um, it wasn't Thirty Two Thoughts, but it was the other one that. With through the sports net network, whatever, uh, Yarmo said that he's already been offered uh, some some potential deals for some other team to grab that third pick. And Yarmo was quoted saying, "They're not even in the ballpark of what we would give up." Oh no, it's so, not even close. Not because even you got to think, you got to think this pick is essentially, if we do it the right you, way, it's going to be our future. franchise center, and all he's the future of the team. He's going to be our franchise center. Yeah, this is not a pick you just squander away. I think no. we are at a very, very strategic inflection point. Yes, I think this is a make or break momentum shifter draft. Yeah, for the franchise, and I yeah. don't unless you got a deal that you absolutely could not turn down, which I don't even know what it would be. Yeah, and Yarmo, like on this podcast, he did say like never say never because like he because the interviewer himself was like, is this something that you would like you would absolutely just not give away. And Yarmer was like, well, I mean, as a general manager, you can't just say never. Like obviously an opportunity could approach and, and a deal could come to the table last minute or, or not even last minute, but maybe, you know, a, cu- a couple of days before to where we do make a move. But at, at this particular moment in time, Yarmer said he has, there has been a handful of offers and they're not even in the ballpark of what Yarmer would be expecting for a, oh, for no. a pick like this. No, this is, I'm, um, this is a pick, Boone. Go back. I like you better when you were asleep. I still love you, though. But well, this is a pick that I feel like the team that would trade for it would almost have to give more in return to get this pick. Yeah. Just based solely off of our current roster, how our year went last year, how Yarmo is, how how his job is kind of hinging on this following season. Um, and just kind of in the... In the point we are in as a franchise, like I, I think the team that would trade for it would have to give up more, a lot, than what they're getting in return. A which lot. Is, no trade is going to work that way ever. No, but I but think yeah. if, if anything, like if anything does go wild, especially 
on draft day, I think it's a player maybe dropping one spot. And yeah. Maybe we end up picking up Antilly, which I would love. But Dard's going to drop to three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That That's never going to happen. Chicago got exactly what Chicago or what, what Batman wanted Chicago to get. Fucking Batman. Right? I, it's off shoot really quick. Yes. The way you guys feel about Batman is the way I feel about Rob Manfred, the commissioner of the I MLB. I can't stand the MLB commissioner. Rob Manfred. He's ruining the game. Needs bent over somebody's knee and spanked like the little baby boy he is. With a paddle. Yes. Actually, he's, he needs to go out to the woods. A pick, paddle with holes in it so the air resistance yeah. isn't as much. So it hit, I, dude. Yeah. No, he needs to go to the woods and pick his own stick to get whooped. Yeah, that was an offshoot, but neither here nor there. Yeah. But all, um, all professional league commissioners suck. Adam Silver's not great. Also, he seems very evil. <laughs> yeah, you could put him in like a like a Marvel movie right now oh, as, yeah. the, as the main villain, well, and looks, I'd believe. And you could just say, "This is Adam Silver, the supervillain." I'd be like, "Yeah." Yeah. The fact his name is Adam Silver. He looks like a liz- those lizard people you hear. No, about. he's a, he's a lizard person. You hundred percent. He looks like one damn. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. All right, moving on. You have the one pulled up. I got so I hear so I have this tweet right. And, like, this is nothing, like, from anybody credible. I have seen this dude before, though. The Brat Pack on Twitter. Oh, this is photos. Yeah, this, sorry, this, yeah, this, this is, is a, a bad guy. This, it could be. I don't know. I don't know much about him. Based off it, Boone, we're going to have issues. Sorry, my dog is, he just woke up from a nap and has now all of a sudden decided he wants to have the zoomies. But if he's anything like his Twitter profile, this is a bad guy. Yeah, so this one, uh, Warren, obviously, uh, uh, co-host of the podcast, uh, artillery, ar- artillery extraordinaire. Uh, everything you love about the artillery is probably because of Warren. Uh, so he re- he quote tweeted this, and I found it interesting. Again, this guy's Twitter, you know, nothing credible, nothing crazy. He's not like you know some source on Twitter that's the end all be all. But so he ranked every NHL team on how fun their parade would be if their city or their team won the Stanley Cup, and. Let's just kind of go through it. So he has he has one, two, three, four. He has five tiers. All right. So five tiers. And uh they're ranked. They could make a movie out of it. Uh you got Boston, you got Florida Panthers, really? Nashville. Uh, Florida is a crazy state, like we said. They're, they're crazy. Yeah. You got Nashville. I feel you like got, it uh, wouldn't be a Stanley Cup parade. It would just be a riot that would already be going on that they'd turn into the parade. Probably. I imagine some alligators, some people uh, dumping ketchup on people's heads and stuff like that. Uh, you got Boston, you got Florida, you got Nashville, you got uh, Montreal Canadiens, you got the Toronto Maple Leafs, New York, Philadelphia, uh, you got the Vegas Golden Knights, understandable. You got the, the the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Which I feel like any Canada team you could definitely put in the top two tiers. I'm okay oh, yeah. with that. They're going to go out. They, haven't won a, they have not won a Stanley Cup in probably, what, 15, 20 years? Yeah. A Canadian and team? again, I think those those are all big cities, too. you got New York, Vegas, Nashville. Um, Philadelphia, I wouldn't necessarily put it that top tier, but... Yeah. And Boston, I just feel like Boston fans know how to get down in general. Yeah. Vancouver, I know Vancouver is a very nice city, but like, but again, are they Canadian. A but again, Canadian. Canadian. Okay, you're right. Uh, so that was the first tier. They could make a movie out of it. That was his title. So the next tier is Banger Party, which is like the second tier. Uh, you got uh, Anaheim Ducks. So um, Anaheim is a suburb of LA. Okay, whatever. Buffalo. Just probably a lot of coke at that one. Probably Buffalo. I mean, not really too sure. 
Why? Yeah, I'm not sure how they made it there. I don't know how they made it there either. You got the Colorado Avalanche, the Dallas Stars, the LA Kings, I get, uh, New Jersey Devils, Seattle Kraken, and you got the uh, Washington Capitals. Again, nobody in that tier I'm mad at, except I don't know how Buffalo made it in there. I don't know how Buffalo got there. Um, Seattle, to me, is an unproven hockey city. Well, but this isn't a skill thing. This is if they want a Stanley Cup, what would their parade be like? Well, I'm not talking about skill with the team. I'm talking about the fan environment and, like, Overall, just like I feel like Seattle fans show out. I mean, yeah, I mean they've you know been around for a handful of years, but like I just don't think it's a proven like market quite yet. Like they give me twenty years, give yeah. me give me ten years of losing, and we'll see how many fans you got showing up. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the next one, this is the third tier from this guy. Uh, it is mid but enjoyable. You got the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton would go insane. Edmonton would go nuts. How is that not in the number one category? Again. Um, the, these these next two tiers really discredit this dude's yeah. list. Minnesota Wild, uh, St. Louis Blues, and the Ottawa Senators. I feel like St. Louis should be the bottom. They don't do much of anything. <sighs> they're just there. Uh, but, I mean, they did win the Cup a handful of years, and their parade was and seemed pretty enjoyable. Uh, Chicago, I feel like, you know, you probably just get shot. I don't want to go there. Uh, I mean... Carolina, sure, you're close to, you know, you, you know, you got warm weather all year round. So what the fuck is there to do in Minnesota? Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota is a hockey market. Well, you're right, but the fuck is there to do? I, I, like, yeah, everybody can be excited, but it's like, what are you going to do? Go play. <laughs> like, oh, boy, what did you just boy. say? Did you, did you put together a Let's words? go play with some moose, eh? <laughs> I mean, Minnesota, Minnesota. Minnesota sold out their actual wild arena for a high school D1 um, Again, college. I don't think there's anything D1 to do high school but playoffs. hockey. So when you're celebrating hockey, the fuck do you do? All right, fair enough. All right, so uh, his fourth tier is titled lame. Uh, Arizona Coyotes, Calgary Flames. I think Calgary would, again. Calgary, can, I think, would go nuts. Canada team would go nuts. Uh, New York Islanders. He's got two teams in this. Keep going. Detroit Red Wings, they would go nuts. Although Detroit, you know, they're on the up and up as a city. They, they definitely have their, you know, downtime. Uh, Sharks, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh would go crazy. That's probably. what I'm saying. Uh, the, these two tiers, to me, discredit this dude's yeah. list in all sense. And then you have the Winnipeg you put Jets. Two teams that have historically, in the last 20, 25 years, have been a threat and just are ah, about hockey. Yeah, right. Like, you talk to any Pittsburgh... Ah, their Pittsburgh fans are nice, but you get on Pittsburgh social media about hockey, and it's like, ah, the Penguins are the best. Sidney Crosby's the second coming of Jesus. Like, they would go fucking nuts if they won a Stanley Cup. I mean, but they already have with them <laughs> many times. Uh, all right, and so the last, the last tier, the very last tier. Keep in mind, there's only one team remaining. Uh, his last tier is entitled Columbus, and it's the Columbus Blue Jackets, and saying that we would have probably the lamest parade for a Stanley Cup title win. This dude can go kick rocks. He can go kick rocks. He can because, go fly a kite. Listen, he can take a long walk off a short bridge. I don't. This think, dude. I think people. <laughs> around the league just don't realize how big of a sports city Columbus is. And sure, have the Blue Jackets absolutely sucked the past 20-some years? Yes. Have we had a couple of okay seasons where we made the, the playoffs? Sure. Did we sweep the Lightning one season? Yes. Ha all in all, though, the fan base is phenomenal. You're, like, listen, last season we ended. We ended the whole season in the worst season in franchise history with nine consecutive sellouts. So you can't tell me that our parade, this city would go berserk. If this team gets past the second round, all those Ohio State fans, 
the millions of them, they're coming on over. They're coming on over. They're jumping ship. I mean, they're not jumping ship, but they're coming on over and they're joining the bandwagon, which I have no problem with. No. Join the bandwagon, gain an appreciation for hockey, and come away as a fan. Cool. Come on over. This city, High Street, downtown Columbus, yeah. would be fucking rocking if, this, a, if, if we won a, a Stanley Cup. As a, young, as a young person in America, specifically in Columbus, Glad you specified. Columbus likes to drink. We like to drink. As a guy. Party town. As a person that goes downtown, not frequently, but I have made my fair share. Columbus likes to get after it. Columbus enjoys a good time regardless of what it's for. I think this parade, one, like you said, I think our fan base is passionate enough as is. 100% they are. They because have put up with so much bullshit over the past 20 years, think in our worst, and they're still here? In our worst statistical <laughs> season, we had double-digit sellouts, which I get we play a double-digit game season so Sure, far. but like that's a, that's a big thing for a market like, like this. Like, we had, I would probably say what, upwards... I would say around 20 sellouts this year. Uh, not that much. I'd say like I think 12 to 15. But I mean, you got to think we ended on nine straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like it was. I guess that's true. We do play only 41 games at home. But like the numbers were great. But still, for a lot of sellouts for a season where we sucked balls. We were not good. Yeah. There's no way to sugarcoat it. We were not good. In a season where we were absolutely atrocious as a team. Nine sellouts to end the season. That's insane. This parade would go nuts. Yeah. And just even, fuck, like if somebody's just downtown, they're like, oh, yeah, the Blue Jackets parade's going on. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Like, listen, like if you experience just the overall vibes of downtown Columbus when we were currently in the middle of the series of that Tampa Bay Lightning series a handful of years ago and where we swept them, the whole energy of the city, you couldn't go anywhere in this city without them talking about the Blue Jackets. The only thing Columbus wants is a winner. If the winner comes, the fans the fans are here, but if the winner comes, all the other fans, all the other people that are kind of interested in what's going on are going to join. And there is no doubt in my mind that that high street would look so beautiful on 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 parade day with a hoisting the Stanley Cup through downtown Columbus, right past the Levesque Tower, down the Nationwide Arena. You could not convince me otherwise. Hell, take it through the short north. Take well, you might get shot, but take it down to campus, right? Come on now, don't take it to campus. I don't know. Just take make the longest parade in NHL Stanley Cup history. Yeah, just don't don't ever let it end. Yeah, but on here for it. Yeah, on the topic of poo-poo shit fuck tier lists. Well, it's not really topic switch, just a different tier. Okay, fair enough. This one right here by another dummy on Twitter. The poo-poo tier list. Poo-poo shit fuck tier list. I like it. Here's my tier list on from I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dox him, I'm not gonna oust him. You can No, but he's a dummy. (laughs) Here's my tier list. This is not me. This is this this is this fella. He says, here's my tier list on how passionate NHL fan bases are. What would you change? Tier one, the Edmonton Oilers, Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs. Yeah, the Habs. Or the Habs nots. <laughs> the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks. So all the Canadian teams. Yes. I mean, 
the fair. T- tier one's good. I like tier one. I get it. I understand it. It's fair. Yeah. Canada, I feel like, does have a lot of passion for hockey. Obviously. So, I mean, you know. Tier one checks out. I would say there's a handful of teams that I'm looking at this list that I would add to that tier one. Yeah, but again, for the sake of... Um, what am I trying to... Evenness? Sure. I get That's I, a word. I get it. Yeah. Tier two. Minnesota Wild. The Winnipeg Jets. Seattle Kraken. Ottawa Senators. New York Rangers, Boston Bruins, and the Detroit Red Wings. Only a couple teams stick out to me in this one where I'm like, are you sure about that? I think it's way too early to put the Kraken in there. Way too early. Way too early. I think I I could travel. I would jump Vegas up a little bit. Mm. Vegas' fans are, I mean, they're selling out every game. Yeah, but I think that's more the product of how many people are living in and around Vegas. It's also the product of the fact they've never had a loser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, they got gifted. I don't think I've ever seen. I I feel like I've shit on the wild in the last ten minutes. I don't I don't dislike the wild. I just feel like Minnesota's not a real state. It's not a place that exists. <laughs> you're 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 close to this, what this guy is trying to you know. No, it's not a place that exists. It I'm, exists. It exists. Minnesota I, Twins. Minnesota again, Timberwolves. Hey, what the Minnesota Twins are winning the AL Central. With a losing record. All right. Well, the AL Central. It's not a real place. A lot of times, AL Central usually finishes around the losing record, like but, all teams. But I got confused at first when I saw Winnipeg Jets. I forgot the Winnipeg used to just be not not New York. What what was it? Uh, they were the Thrashers at one point. Then they were somebody. The Atlanta else. Thrashers. <laughs> yeah. That's what. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I always forget <laughs> about the Jets. Um, Ottawa Senators again. Yeah, a, a Canadian team in Tier Two. Uh, again, but sense. I feel like that is the least. Also, the Ottawa Senators right now, in terms of like their fan, they cut out like a third of their arena and like made it like this the drink rails because they couldn't sell those seats. And that's in Canada. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like, I feel like they're struggling to get fans even yeah. no matter what. Then the Rangers, always their tickets go for what like 150 in the fucking nosebleeds. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Rangers are always going to be the Rangers. Boston's Boston Bruins, Boston. Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, yeah, that makes right. sense. Tier two. Okay, I don't cool. dislike tier two. Some things I would change. Yeah. Tier three, Dallas Stars, Tampa Bay under- Lightning. I don't get this tier at all. Pittsburgh Penguins, Colorado Avalanche, Los Angeles Kings, New Jersey Devils, Washington Capitals, and the Buffalo Sabres. Now, I see a lot wrong here. I see as- a lot of teams that should go up and down. That's what I'm saying. I think the Dallas Stars, actually, no, Dallas Stars should be tier one. You Wait, think so? No, <laughs> listen. I'm trying to think. Was it I'm trying to remember which team did it to who? Do you remember that whole skirmish that happened halfway through the season, towards the end of the season? There's a fan. I want to say he was a Dallas oh, Stars he had, fan. He gave a mullet. Yeah, and he, he got, got popped punched. in the mouth for being racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Was, yeah, was he a Dallas fan? I don't. Remember. I can't remember if he was the Dallas fan. Somebody tell me when this episode drops. Whichever team punched the kid with the mullet. Whatever team he was rooting for needs to be tier one. <laughs> but I know the stars were involved. Whichever team. Oh, the guy who punched. The guy who threw the punch. His team yeah, yeah, needs yeah, to be yeah. tier one, but I can't remember yeah. which team it was. Yeah. But Tampa Bay Lightning, they I feel sh- like they, they should be, be higher. They need to be one, I think. I think they should be tier one, maybe tier two, if you just want to yeah. keep a tier one like exclusive. I think, I think you drop Vancouver down to like two. You put... You definitely, I mean, as much as you hate to talk about it, or you hate I think to the Penguins it, need to be tier Pitts, one. Pittsburgh's got to move up. They're, I think, 
I think Pittsburgh needs to be tier one. Yeah. Although a lot of their fans show up late to games. But but you got to think about how well they travel in general. I've been I've been to Pittsburgh yeah. and traffic can suck. But at the same time, a lot of times like their arena doesn't fill up until like halfway through the game. So I don't I don't see the passion. But they also there. But I I do I take them out of tier three and put them in tier two. They also travel well, so I think they need to be moved. They don't up. travel well. They all live in Columbus already. That's fair. Um, Colorado Avalanche. I actually am kind of okay with them being in tier three. Tier three seems adequate. I feel like you don't hear a whole lot about them. I get they're coming off of a recent Stanley Cup. But you don't really see yeah. a whole lot of passion from that fan base. Not I, that I'm not saying it's yeah. not there. Yeah, no, I, I we think, don't see I think, any overwhelming levels of passion. I think tier three is perfect. L.A. Kings, I think tier three is okay. I think the New Jersey Devils, just for the fact, uh, actually, I'm kind of okay with them in tier three. I'm yeah, they didn't have the greatest attendance this year, even with their success. Yeah, I'm kind so. of okay with them in tier three. The Capitals, I feel like, should be tier two at least. Going tier two, um, and then the Sabers, 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 Puppet, they gotta be tier five. I, their I'm, attendance this year was they were. I would dog say they shit. need to be tier four. They were dog shit. At this least year. their fan passion. As soon as they lose, there ain't no fan in the yeah. building. Well, because but I feel like it's Jackets hard to be a lose, Buffalo's fan when you have the Rangers and the Oilers, not the Oilers, say um, a, a the bu- Islanders. You say a Buffalo's fan? A Buffalo. I said a Buffalo fan. You said a Buffalo's fan. Okay, I'm probably I misspoke. <laughs> I meant to say Buffalo. Okay, but I feel like it's it. hard to be a Buffalo fan when you have the Rangers and the Islanders in the same state. Okay, but no, I mean Buffalo has a following, but this past year, like their attendance was the worst in the league. So this guy, yeah, has because them. I'm saying everybody's going to the Rangers and the Islanders games. Nobody's a you don't nobody's realize a Buffalo game. How Buffalo long fan. of a state New York is? It from Buffalo to like New York City is probably like seven hours. I don't believe you. But anyway, Google they do it. need to drop. Google it. Tier four. <laughs> Philadelphia <Jesus> Flyers, <laughs> New York Islanders, Chicago Blackhawks, St. Louis Blues, Las Vegas Golden Knights, Nashville Predators, and the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm going to speed run this one. Yeah, speed it. I, I don't agree with it. The, the New York Islanders. Philly I, needs to move up. Islanders need to move up. Philly, Chicago no. needs to move up. St. Louis needs to stay. St. Louis needs to stay where it's at. Golden Knights need to move up. Nashville needs to move up. Hurricanes need to move up. I think Tier 4 is entirely wrong except for the Blues. Yeah. I think almost Tier 3 and T4, Tier 4 need to swap some teams. Yeah. I, I would I would, I put Vegas in Tier 2. Like, I hate to say it because they're so young. I put them in Tier 3. I don't put them in Tier 4 right now. And then what? Well, Chicago, if Chicago, if Chicago has a winner, they're Tier 1. But if they have a loser, nobody shows up. Even if they have uh, a middle-of-the-pack team. Nobody shows up. Uh, and the Islanders, like we saw what happened when they moved to Brooklyn for a little bit. Nobody came to the games. Uh, we saw what happened, like when they, uh, you know, they moved back to the Coliseum for a little bit. Still, nobody showed up to the games. So yeah, yeah like that whole tier, like fuck it. Uh, tier five: Columbus Blue Jackets, Arizona Coyotes, Florida Panthers, San Jose Sharks, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, I, Coyotes stay there. Panthers, I think, could go up to Tier 4, but I don't think their fan base is that good. No, I, I keep Panthers Tier 5. San Jose Sharks? Tier 5. Tier 5. The Ducks, I think, could bounce from Tier 4 to Tier 5. Maybe bounce I around. I think the Jackets, at minimum, need to be at Tier 3. Tier 3, 100%. At minimum. I say Tier 3. I'm not putting them Tier 1. I'm not putting them Tier 2. I'm not going to be like a homebody. I think Tier 3, for sure, with what we did this past season, especially showing out that the fact that, you know, Worst team in the league. Here we are selling out our games. And everybody in this Arizona doesn't even have an arena. No. They, they can't even sell out a 5,000-seater at San, at whatever, Arizona ASU. State University. ASU. Uh, 
Florida Panthers, I mean, they went to the Stanley Cup, but I mean, they didn't get start getting fans showing up to the arena until the last 15 games of the year. Uh, the Shark Tank was empty for almost every game all season. Like it was maybe half full. And the Ducks, like they're just they're just there. They're just uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, jackets. You got to put them tier three. That's yeah, I think all. you have to. Yeah, but yeah. All right. You, you want to get social landed? Let's get social. It's been a long one for just two of us. But you know, when we get talking and the beers get flowing, it's a good epi. A good epi. And we don't have that many questions. I don't think so. Uh, I'm not gonna answer. I'm not. I'm not gonna ask all of them because there's some that don't need to be asked. Sounds good. Um, I'm okay with that. All right. From I'm gonna butcher your last name. I apologize in advance. From Max Zushin, Zushin, friend of the pod. <laughs> Sorry, to still Warren's thing. You can't, you can't steal Warren's thing. I'm not trying. I just had to do it once because he's not here. Just because you're not the intern anymore doesn't mean you can just steal shit. Uh, I'm not stealing. I'm. I gave credit immediately. You did. You did. You did. At Max underscore Z twenty. Random question. Favorite jackets team of all time. Oh boy, uh, favorite jackets team of all time. As much as, like, you know, the easy answer is going to the, the sweep with, with, Tampa ta- Bay. with Tampa Bay. That's obviously the easy answer. But I, I'm just going nostalgia, man. Like, I'm going with, like, the Rick Nash, the David Lavorny. I'm going, I'm going kind of that earlier 90s uh, team. Hell, even, like, Nikolai Zherdev, even though he kind of was a piece of shit off the ice. Um, yeah, there's just a handful of uh, uh, Vinny Prospel. I love me some Vinny Prospel back in the day. Um, yeah, there was just, you know, I, I, I don't really know a specific year I'm going to, like, kind of link to it, but kind of those earlier 90s teams to where it's kind of that nostalgic, like, you know, the Jack. Did you, you say early 90s? Sorry, early 2000s. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I'm, I'm four beers in now, IPIs. Uh, but, yeah, those early 2000s teams where, you know, I was, I was just – you know, Jackets are a new team, and, you know, you're, you're kind of falling in love with, you know, the NHL all over again because the team is in your city, and you have these certain players you kind of grow an attachment to. So um, not a specific a specific year, but I'm just kind of going to go with, you know, David Lavorny, Rick Nash, Vanny Prospel. Hell, even like when Sergey Fedorov got traded here, that was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go around that era. I I know exactly what year it is. Okay. It is the year I think I really started watching hockey. The 2008 2009 Columbus Blue Jackets. That was playoff year. First ever playoff year. Playoff year. You got it. Yeah. Get Rick Nash on that team. You got Rick yeah. Nash. Yeah, Jared Bull on that team. Oh, give me some Jared Bull. Yeah, RJ Umberger on Umbi, that team. Umbi, baby. Umbi. Yeah, Rostislav Klusla oh. on that team. I'm busting out some more. I told you I got old names. <laughs> I just got to remember from the year I started watching. Yeah. No, I love you. had Steve Klesla. Mason on that team. All right, well, he was, <laughs> he was, he was a good jacket. He was good for like, when he was here. For like two years, and then like he was a Yeah, he got Fedor Tutin. Fe- I love Fedor Tutin. Fedor Tutin would probably go down as one of the best defensemen I think this team's ever had. Yeah. Like, that was, this, and then this that day, was to this day. He was always yeah. consistent. He was here for I don't know how many fucking years. He was here he was for a long time. A long time. I love me some Federer. And then that was that was Vorchek's first run with us, right? Uh, Vorchek. Uh, he was on that team. He was on the team. I don't think it was. A, I think he had been here for a little bit. Okay, but I'm but, still saying that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. No, that no, that's that's solid. I like that one too. That was a good team. Yeah, it was a good team. Um. Also, good question. Good question. Great question. I like that one. Because, you know, you want to go with the obvious. Like, oh, you know. The, the 2017 the, team. The sweep of Tampa Bay. But, you know, you know, I, to me, like, I, I love the nostalgia of the old players. The older players, you know, they're long gone. Um, 
That's, that's, that's kind of where you grow that passion as a fan. Yeah. Uh, from CP Sports Analysis at analysis underscore CP. Who should we pursue as a top-line center should our draft pick not be ready yet? He'd say Elias Lindholm. I like Lindholm. I'm definitely not opposed to that. Um, I really don't know, man. Like, Yarmo pulls so many things out of his ass that, like, I just don't know what to expect. Yeah. I don't know what to – I truly don't know what to expect with the, with the direction he wants to take it. I'm, um, I will say, like, the the first over – or our third pick, I, we don't know if he's going to, you know, be a guy that's going to come in next season. And if he you may – You can hope. We we hope for it. Like if it's if it's uh, you know Fantilli, I would uh, I would hope that he decides to you know play right away and not go back to Michigan for a year. But um, yeah, like I, I just don't know the direction that Yarman wants to take it, and that, that might be a cop out answer. But um, I just I really don't know. I I wish I had an answer. Yeah. But uh, there there's got to be somebody that uh, I think Yarmo is eyeing that we're just gonna a trade's gonna happen and we're just gonna be like oh well that happened okay cool yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have anybody that comes to mind. I was a fan of the Kevin Hayes deal, um, until we heard otherwise what we were speculating earlier. Yeah. Bless you, Boone. Um, I like the Kevin Hayes deal. I don't really have anybody on my mind right now. Um, a, a name, it's in a question earlier, so I'm going to kind of lump it in. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly is a guy that I've seen on Twitter a little bit. I think he's too old. I'm not a big fan of that one. Yeah, I mean, he's what? He's going into his early 30s. He's 32 um, as of this year. The past couple seasons, you've obviously seen like a down a downgrade in his performance, but also I think there might be some injury there. But, yeah, I mean, he's there's no jo- there's no doubt about it. He had, he's had a great uh, stand, you know, a great... Uh, if I had to pick one... Patrice Bergeron. We'll never get him. Never get him. But would love to get him. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I will say this. I don't think it's going to come from free agency. I think it's going to come from a trade. So yeah. What Yar- what's in what Yarno has in his head? Don't fucking know, but we'll see. Um from But s- I will say this, it needs to happen. It does need that. We do need a number one center, whether it be drafted, trade, or free agency signing. From Spongy at Hey Spongy. Which one of you guys would be most likely to become general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets? This is a bad, this is a bad week for this question to be asked. <laughs> only two of us here. Um, if I had to give my, I would. It'd probably be Kyle or Jordan. I think Kyle's n- knowledge of the game is stupid. Yeah. Um, here's my th- here's my thing about it. I think it, I think it would be one of you two, and you guys have the attitude to do it here's what i think I, I think you're right but i think it's me not you to, would say that wait, wait 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 wait, not to toot my own horn you're a o- bad guy only because if you listen to this podcast and uh, this is kyle i love you to death oh, under the artillery my name's no Jordan. that's not exactly that's not what i'm saying <laughs> at all i'm not saying that at all because uh, kyle's fucking knowledge is insane and i love the, love him for that i'm just saying if you listen to this podcast i feel like i'm kind of like the even kill like the the you know I I bring it all back together like that level head mentality of the show where Kyle can just kind of go off a lot and rant to where like where you got it in that position I feel like you just kind of got to be like a little chill about things and like level headed I feel like if anything is I think it's me I think it's yeah. me I'm just gonna I'm just saying it's me 
Kyle, you're not here to you're not here to argue it. You can argue it next episode. Boone, you defend Kyle. But I love you to death, Kyle, and that's no knock on you because I love your passion and I love your, you know, your arguments that you bring to the podcast. I'm just saying I feel like, you know, I got that uh, that even keel level personality to wear it. Like kind of that Yarmo where Yarmo, you never see Yarmo upset. Yarmo's uh, just kind of like there. But I do get drunk a lot and that could interfere with it. Yeah, I feel like that would be an issue. <laughs> I think yeah. Boone should be the next general manager. Not Boone Jenner again. Puppy my, Boone. My dog. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll do. Uh, it's not really. Let me check Instagram. See if there's any questions on here, mine. Check it, mine. Checking it, mine. We can wrap it up whenever too. We've been going an hour twenty. Yeah, I. I, I, not, I thought this was gonna be like an hour, like a thirty minute episode. Yeah, we we wouldn't shut up. We didn't. Uh, quick question from Zach at Boone at Bulls. Kyle's not here, so I shall answer answer for him. Answer for him. The amount of words you mispronounce on this podcast. No, that's what you just said. <laughs> I know. Kyle, can you set... Also, friend of the pod, Boone Ebbles. Kyle, can you set an official over-under for the, the beers drank by our team at the Blue Baller? Mind you, I'm not on their team. They did not deem me good enough, and I will be kicking their ass. I thought you weren't but, going anymore. Uh, shh, shh, shh. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Uh, but I think... But you got Boomer on your team. That's a guaranteed also 30. Also explain what the blue ball oh, is. Oh, the blue baller, I guess I'll shout it out, explain it. It's a little late for registration. But it is a golf outing that is happening on July 1st at 1 p.m. at Safari Golf uh, across the street from the zoo. Um, yeah, it's just a Blue Jackets golf outing. Not really. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's affiliated with the Blue Jackets at all. No. Uh, but yeah, no, it'll be a bunch of your favorite podcasters. It's called the blue baller. You think blue the baller. Jackets are going to sponsor that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Taylor, uh, some of the art. Why no Warren? Kyle will be hopefully there. The, hopefully, the two cocks show up. Mike, Mike, and Ken. <laughs> I hope Mike and Ken cock show up. But no, I know Boone. I know um, Kyle and Warren will both be there. I know a lot of our, a lot of our buddies from the B and B roundtable will be there. Um, but I'm gonna set over under on beers drank by Boone and Kyle's team. They got little Boomer, so that's a guaranteed thirty. Oh, for sure, hundred percent thirty um, rack. I don't know. Me and Boone never did a drink off, but I, I'm probably going to shoot him low like an eight beer guy. Okay. He, he strikes me like that. Okay. Uh, I'll set Kyle at 12. I, I, I got a lot of faith in Kyle. Yeah, 12 is that's 50. I feel like Warren's going to have like a, a, a quiet six or seven. Yeah, maybe six. So I'm going to set the over under at like 48 and a half. <laughs> that's probably a that's way overestimation. You're going to need a big old cooler for that, yeah. that one. But yeah. Yeah, that's all okay. I really got. All right. That was a good little episode. It was a long one. I feel bad for the listeners. They're going to just have to listen to just us. That's fine. I mean, we're pretty entertaining, I feel like. I think so. Boo, yeah. you got anything to say before we get done? <laughs> boy, good boy. <laughs> he said it. He's been fucking restless here recently. Oh, fucking puppy teeth. I think he's got to go to the bathroom. Got to go pee pee. All right. We're done here, little boomers. We appreciate you listening to episode 150. See, it's 250. 250. Wow, wow. Not 150. My bad, my bad. Dummy. Yeah. Uh, hey, come check us out. Not check us out, but come see us. We're going to be at the draft party next Wednesday. July 28th, 6 p.m. July 28th, Penn's Easton. And then uh, we'll probably be doing an episode following that. Uh, probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't know, whenever we want to, just to talk about who we ended up getting. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah appreciate hope you guys to see you listening. next Wednesday. All right, little boomers. We will talk to you later.